Nestor Cortez struck out six of his first 10 batters on Thursday. Nasty Nestor is back, baby. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. Locked On Yankees is part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making us your first listen every day. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an, an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, tell everyone what we got going on today. Oh, we got a chock-full episode for you here today. You sent in your questions we got your answers, of course. Every Friday on Locked On Yankees is Fan Mail Friday in our third segment. And second segment, as a matter of fact, we will be answering your questions that you sent in. If you want to be a part of the show, you can always comment on any YouTube video that we post throughout the week. We're always checking them. We're always looking and always in the comments talking with you every morning on Locked On Yankees. Uh, and, of course, answering uh, on Twitter or our community tab on YouTube as well. Um, Locked On Power Rankings officially came out. The season is less than a week away. So all our Locked On hosts got together and gave our power rankings for every team. You want to see where the Yankees landed. But first, you mentioned it at the top there, Stacy. Mm -hmm. Nasty Nestor, baby. He's back. He looked oh, great. He, he did. He looked really, really good. I saw a, a video, actually, from Pitching Ninja. And I'm not sure who he struck out on the Cardinals, but the guy looked silly. He looked very yes. silly and looked walked away, walked away with seven K's. He struck mm -hmm. out six of his first 10. I think what was uh, the most like amped I was about it was where his pitches were landing, uh, where he was finishing. Um, his fastball velocity sat right where he's supposed to be. It's slowly been ticking up over the last couple of years. He was averaging at 92 on Thursday and, and just for his second spring outing, very encouraging. Yes. This is exactly what you want to see from Nestor Cortez. It, it pretty much looked like he hadn't missed a beat. You know, we didn't really see much from the first outing because it wasn't on TV. But seeing this footage from today made me very excited about what we can see from him this coming season. I agree. 52 pitches in his first outing. He upped it up to 66 um, through more strikes uh, by average there. So, yeah, I think things looked really good for him. Didn't look like he had any strain in the lower body whatsoever. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like overall Nestor over the last couple of seasons and you know, I'm preaching to the choir here. Yankees fans know this, but like he, he really has just come out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. and, and it's, it's great to see. Uh, we, we talked about it throughout this whole last week about our minor league previews, by the way, if you haven't watched those, they're linked in the episode description. Uh, but the, um, just the way the Yankees have been able to develop pitching overall. We've talked about Will Warren and what an incredible ride it's been for him in just a year's time. Um, you talked about Greg Weissert. Uh, we've talked about Davey Garcia and how his cutter is starting to resurrect his career again. will likely start in AAA this season. But Nestor Cortez seems to be like the first guy that that has had that success. Yeah, it's really amazing to see where he came from. It wasn't quite out of nowhere, but it kind of was out of nowhere because it was like, w w I don't understand how he's pitching this well. And it's been, it's not a fluke anymore. You know, it's been two full seasons of him pitching like this. 
And I really feel like, in all honesty, it's got to be the mustache. Something is happening with the mustache because when he had a full goatee or when he was shaved, he didn't pitch this well. So it's just fun to watch. He's fun to watch. He's still doing his goofy stuff on the mound. He did it today. Um, he did do one that was for a ball, but that's okay. But, you know, the twisting and the turning and everything that he does. And, you know, fans of other teams like Nestor Cortez, and they hate admitting it, admitting it, which is even funnier because, you know, fans of other teams don't like admitting that they like Yankees and they love Nestor Cortez. Well, I wanted to ask you this, like, with all these injuries, like I, I know you said for the last two years, Nestor has been like this, but it feels like last year was a big coming out. Oh, yeah. So like a sophomore slump would be massive for the Yankees rotation, especially with all these injuries. I think without these injuries, you could maybe uh, it would soften the blow of a, of a regress in 23. But for Nestor in 23, like it seems like from my vantage point, this is a massive year for him now. Oh, yes, definitely. Because last year. He was the ace of the staff. No offense to Garrett Colt, but his first half performance was absolutely incredible. And it got to the point where we were all looking forward to watching Nestor Cortez Jr. It wasn't one of those, you know, because sometimes when a pitcher comes up in the rotation, you kind of think to yourself, do I really want to sit through this? But with Nestor Cortez, you did because you wanted to see what he could do next. And I feel like this is a big year for him because he wants to prove that the previous two seasons, but especially 2022, was not a fluke. So right now he would be lined up to pitch on the 28th, which would be the last exhibition game against the Nationals. Uh, the Yankees have the 29th off and open on the 30th, that afternoon game to, uh, on opening day. It still looks like he's going to be in the five spot of the rotation or at least in the back end of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what your your thoughts are on that overall, but just uh, where are you at with Nestor? Like, I, I know that this is just second outing. He only went a couple of innings, only through 66 pitches. But, like, do you think he's ready for opening day after seeing today? I think so. I think – I feel like they're still going to do a pitch limit on him because you said earlier today it was 60 to 65. He ended up throwing 66. You know, four innings, only two hits, no walks, and seven strikeouts – I'm pretty happy with that result. And um, don't forget that two of those batters were Paul Goldschmidt fresh off the WBC. So it's not like Paul Goldschmidt's like, oh, well, I'm just getting back into the key. He just had some of the most intense at-bats of his life uh, over the last two weeks. So he is ready, and he played well during the WBC as well. So Yeah, so it's not like he was throwing to minor leaguers. He was throwing to the reigning NL MVP, and he struck him yeah. out twice. Yeah. It's very encouraging. Very mm -hmm. encouraging. Yes. Um, you did want, we wanted to make another note uh, about how the infield lined up as well. Oh, yes. Okay. So Thursday's game, it was an, an away game at the Cardinals. And Rizzo was at first, Peraza at second, Volpe, shortstop, Oswaldo Cabrera at third. Glaber was the DH, so he was there. And I just found that set up to be interesting and also Cabrera scored the only run of the game for the Yankees uh it ended up being a 1-1 tie on Thursday afternoon with the Cardinals and it was also a very quick game and Cabrera ended a 15 inning scoreless streak for the Cardinals pitchers in spring training but that set up for the infield with Peraza at second Volpe at short and Cabrera at third could it be the that, future? <laughs> that's what it feels like. I think you swap Peraza Volpe mm -hmm. 
but that's what it feels like. Maybe the Yankees are heading towards by by trade deadline, mm. right? I I think there will be moves made by the Yankees this year. I don't think they're going to sit idly by. I think there's too much of a logjam unless there are one or two massive injuries. Mm. Uh, I think there's going to be a move because there's just too many guys up the middle and there's too little at bats to go around between them yeah. because you need all those guys to get at bats. And if you are serious, you need to have one, two, maybe all three of them up, right? You can't let them, I wouldn't say rot away, but like hang out in Scranton forever. Like the Yankees did with Miguel and the Yankees have done with Florial. Mm -hmm. You can't keep doing that. It's not sustainable. They need major league at bats, whether they're ready or not. Weirdly enough. Um, I think that, yes, if you try it and it doesn't work, you have the backup, which is great. You got Glaber, you got LeMahieu, and you got IKF. Like, you have the pieces of the puzzle in place uh, to be ready in case those moves don't work out. Um, But, I mean, I I think I'm starting to feel differently than I did a month ago, which is I think these guys have earned it. I believe they have. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Uh, one more thing we wanted to get to here in the first segment, uh, the Lockdown Priests and Power Rankings. If you're on the YouTube side, you are seeing that. Now, Stacy, give us the rundown. Where are the Yankees according to Lockdown Baseball hosts? Yeah, so the hosts ranked Major League Baseball teams 1 through 30. The Yankees are number 6, just behind the Dodgers and just ahead of the Phillies. Uh, just in case you're not looking at the graphic and you're listening to this, the Red Sox are at 21, the Orioles are at 18, the Rays are at 12, the Jays are at eight, and your Yankees are at number six. I don't have a problem with that. I actually was kind of surprised knowing how the rest of the hosts are. I thought the Yankees were going to be ranked uh, lower on the list, so I was actually kind of happy with number six. Braves? A little high. I was shocked about high. that. Yeah, the Braves are ranked number one, and I thought that was kind of strange. I figured it would be either the Astros, Mets, or Padres, who finished Padres second, Astros third, Mets fourth. But yeah, the Braves really shocked me. And I think the Dodgers are too high. I yeah, put they... the Dodgers somewhere around nine. Yeah, I think they might be too high. I think well. they're going to lack a lot of thump in that lineup. A mm-hmm. lot of thump in that lineup is going to be missing this year. Um but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I think the Yankees are better than the Dodgers. I do. Mm. Um, I don't think e- even considering the rotation injuries right now, because the Dodgers have plenty of injuries and have lost a lot in this offseason. I think they had, honestly, a very, very bad offseason. I was actually um, surprised when I put the list together, when I put the additions, because on the article, we put the key additions and the key losses for each team and key yeah. extensions, depending on who was signed and stuff. And I was actually surprised by the Dodgers because I forgot some of the stuff that had happened in the offseason. And yeah, that was eye opening. Yeah. yeah, I think the only thing that the Yankees really lack in right now is is back end of the bullpen. But I think there's also enough pieces in there uh, to where they can surprise. Yeah. And uh, one more note about the power rankings. I just have to say this because it's really funny. The Cubs guys were very angry that the Cubs were ranked at 22. Which <laughs> they I had a really was... good offseason, though. They did. They really did. And, you know, when you look at who they lost and who they gained, they they should do they a gained, lot better. They gained in every spot except for catcher. Yeah, right. Right. They lost Wilson and that was it. That was really all they lost was Wilson Contreras. Yeah. 
yes, there are a lot of guys they added that are like, ooh, I don't know if he's going to really like it's like the Cody Bellingers, right? Like, who knows what you're going to get? Maybe you get an MVP. Maybe you get a 120 hitter. You have no idea. (laughs) Uh, But I think the Cubs had a really good offseason. I did a whole video about that on my personal channel, by the way. Um, But I I really like the Cubs heading into this season. They just named Stroman as the opening day starter, which is no shock. Um, I think they need another arm. But, I mean, we talked about Hayden Wisniewski a lot here on Lockdown Yankees. And I'm very high on Hayden Wisniewski. He had a great end of the season last year uh, up in the show. And uh, and the Cubs had a good uh, post-deadline as well. So uh, I, I wouldn't sleep on those Cubs, but we don't see them. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just to let the Cubs guys know, it, we're sorry that, you know, you were ranked too low. But hey, this is more like a, not motivation, but at least if the Cubs finish better for 2024, they can come out when these rankings come out and say, we told you. I'm pretty excited about our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Baseball GM. Locked on Yankees fans, have you ever dreamed of becoming like Brian Cashman and managing your own baseball franchise? You can with Ultimate Baseball GM. Manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You hire the coaches, you manage the team's finances, you scout and draft players and navigate your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked on Yankees listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on in the game store. So make sure to check it out. Download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Now, I looked through the app earlier and noticed a bunch of tickets for Yankees opening day, which is now less than a week away. But game time is also the place for last-minute ticket deals. So if you wanted to wait... You can. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. And you can get images of your seat just before you buy it. So you know exactly what to expect. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on Locked On Yankees. As we mentioned, we are answering your questions every Friday on the show. So let's go ahead and get right to them. You guys send in your questions here on your YouTube side. And like, just by the way, Stacey, our YouTube community, crushing it. Really? Totally crushing it. I am so happy that we're building a little community here on the YouTube side. Uh, If you are listening, wherever you're going, if you're on the train or wherever you're headed to work, um, just hop onto the YouTube side. When you get to the office, just pull up on the phone boom and now you can see our lovely faces every morning um (laughs) anyway so here's our first question uh coming from michael pretricelli 8808 
Um, do you think the Yankees will make a big trade for star players now or the trade deadline or sign Otani or Soto? We'll check your response. Stacy, your initial thoughts. Will the Yankees go for a big splash? Like that's not just a trade. That's a big, big splash. Right. I think it depends on how they look at the trade deadline, how they're doing in the division. Um, you know, it all depends on how everyone else is doing, like the team individually, like the players, how they're performing. I feel like it could be one of those years that they could do something at the trade deadline. And it could even be where they're, um, I feel like I miss the days of the dynasty years when they would go out and just get something you, someone you were completely surprised about getting that you never would think would ever be on the Yankees. Like I kind of hope they do something like that. Although I felt that that way with Anthony Rizzo a couple of seasons ago when they got him and even Joey Gallo. I know it didn't work out the way it was supposed to, but it felt that way. And I feel like it could happen again. Could. I'm just wondering who would be the person they trade away. And they have they have the assets. Let's oh, no, real. I know. But Yankees I feel like I feel like Glaber could be going. And I know I was totally adamant about being against that, but. As we said earlier in the show, all signs are pointing to the younger guys getting a chance. And I feel like Glaber might be the odd guy out. Yeah, it does feel that way. And I think that for a team that potentially has a hole at second or an injury for the reigning part of the season, Glaber is a good fill to that. But you're not going to get Otani out of that. Like, come on. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, I don't think that. <laughs> yeah, no. I think the Otani thing. Um, it's, it's, it's two of the big three. Right. It's Dominguez and Volpe or Dominguez and Peraza. Yeah, I think. Like the Angels, while you only would potentially get half a year of Otani, let's be real. The Yankees don't really need it. Right. No, I they think. use another left-handed bat. Everyone yeah. could always use another big left-handed bat. Well, always, forever. <laughs> um, but they don't. By that point, in theory, they wouldn't need another starter. Right. And, and and the only thing, it looks like the Angels are going to go to a five-man this year, potentially. Maybe go back to a six. Um, but Shohei, in his career, has pitched on a six. So you would probably be going to a six, or if he's been pitching well at a five, which, let's be really, probably will. But uh, <laughs> then then you can stick with a five-man rotation. But that puts everybody out of it. That right. means that means Herman's out. That means, you know, potentially Sevi could be out of the rotation at that point. Like. <laughs> Uh, uh, Otani in the Yankees rotation for half a season is that worth Peraza and Volpe right yeah plus Weissert plus Warren you know that's what it would take yeah um and it says sign Otani or Soto because they're both available free agent wise I believe I know Otani is Otani is yeah I didn't realize Soto Soto does does need an extension as well Uh, the, the Padres to my knowledge are are in on trying to pick him up. Obviously, uh, they got the Manny thing done first. Right. Um, they got the Darvish thing done first, and uh, so does the next one. But yeah, we'll see. I, I obviously any addition of a Juan Soto of a Shohei Otani is a massive addition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're oh my god, I just I just pictured it in my head. If your outfield is Bader, Judge, Soto, come on, dude. And Stanton DHing, jeez. Yeah. That's yeah, just that's... ridiculous. Great question. Leave your answers, by the way, in the comment section. Um, we have one more question in this segment coming from Danny Wagner, 4382. 
Stacey, do you think that the Yankees will start off with 13 position players and 13 pitchers, or will they start with one more pitcher to start the season? Uh, we do have a correction to make on an old episode, and I wanted to thank one of our Locked On Yankees viewers for pointing this out to us because we both did not actually realize this. Mm-hmm. Um, we had mentioned that Ryan Weber could potentially be added as a 14th pitcher. He actually cannot. Right. As per the new CBA agreement, um, MLB will continue using the 26-man roster limit, increasing to 28 in September with a limit of 13 pitchers on the roster. They can go to 14 once we get to the expanded rosters in September. Um, so I – it's a very long YouTube name. It's on screen. So you saw it. So thank you to that locked on Yankees viewer. Um, we didn't realize that. And, and Hey, I didn't scour the the whole thing of the, uh, the CBA last year as yeah. much as I wanted to uh, it actually took a while for it actually to come out publicly. Weirdly enough, um, just a little knock, but yeah, no, that, that is really good information. You can only have 13 pitchers on the roster. Yeah. So there's your answer. They're going to so, have 13. So, 13. <laughs> yes, 13 is the magic number. Even though usually in theory it's usually an unlucky number, but that's, you know, that's how baseball. They could is. have less if they wanted to, which right. they're probably not going to do. No. No, not with all the injuries they need to have more or not more, but they need to have enough to cover anything else that happens. The tournament is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if the first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net, all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up today. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, back here on Locked On Yankees, our final segment of the week. Get you out of here and enjoy your weekend. This is coming from Mr. Jay Sapetta over on YouTube. Hello, guys. So this is kind of like two questions rolled into one. How do you think the fan base will react if Volpe gets sound, sent down to the minors? And how will that affect Volpe's morale? And how do you think the other prospects will react if they feel like no matter how hard they work, work, they are still going to be sent down all in the name of service manipulation? Thanks, guys, and have a wonderful weekend. You have a wonderful weekend as well. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of elements to this. I want to start with service time manipulation okay i don't trust owners number one (laughs) never will (laughs) but number two that's any owner anywhere ever number two though there was since the cba agreement of last year to get us out of the lockout there seems to be a disappearance of service time manipulation i don't know how long that lasts Right. I'm on that boat for as long as it's sailing. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm not going to give them credit because it's been a literal calendar year, not even a calendar year. Right. <laughs> but there hasn't been any that I have noticed. Yeah. Yeah. But your thoughts, Stacey, on uh, Volpe getting set down on my I'm assuming the question is talking about opening day. 
I really don't see it. I don't see it right now. And I don't think his morale will be, if he does get sent down, I don't think it'll affect his morale. I think he'll like the experience of being in spring training and getting the experience of being with the big club and knowing that everyone thought he did really well and that he knows that it's just on the horizon if he doesn't make it because he's yeah. really close. But I really feel like he's not going to be sent down. I feel like it's going to be so bullpening day. Raza being sent down. Maybe. You got to send one. Yeah. I know. It's and Peraza. I feel bad because Peraza, you know, he's. Or is it flow? And you oh. leave him, you let him run. Oh, you might let Flo go. All, all answers will be answered next week. Yeah, <laughs> like we have to wait till next week to really see it. But I really feel like we're going to get bulpening day. I think it's going to happen. Make it a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, it's one of them, right? Those are the three. Yeah. Cabrera's in. Oh, well, you definitely. No ifs, ands, or buts. Cabrera's opening day. There's no question in my mind. He's probably oh, yeah. not playing on opening day, but right. he's in. He's on oh, that yeah. roster. His, his name will be announced mm -hmm. at that game. Uh I mean, how could you not at this right. point? Yeah. I mean, he can play uh, nearly every position except catcher. He has about six gloves, so he yeah, is he's pretty useful every, to the team. He's done everything you've asked. Yeah. And more. With and a smile on his expelled. face. Yeah. It's just a clubhouse guy, too, at this point. Mm -hmm. Cabrera will not see Scranton again unless something awful has happened with his bat. Right. Um, Which is a bummer for me as a real writers fan. Um. <laughs> But yeah, uh, how do you think the other prospects will react if they feel like no matter how hard they work, they'll get sent down? I think, I think most, well, not most, because who's, Peraza is the one that's left, right? And then Flo, yeah. you know, he doesn't have that option left and yeah, he could end up somewhere else. Yeah, because remember Davey has one option too. He yeah. has that one option and that'll be used. Yeah. So he'll be, he'll be in Scranton. But I think, the, I feel like they understand. I feel like the guys who are going to make it back down to Scranton are going to, they understand that the Yankees have. Because remember this, Mr. Jay Cepeda. <laughs> Look at the roster, man. Yeah. It's a ridiculous roster. This is a great team. It really is. Yeah. And they've only gotten better. Save the pen. Yeah. I still think someone gets flipped for the pen. I really do. Mm. that'll be an interesting I feel like I feel like they are not sure what they're going to do about the closer situation I think they are going to be relying heavily on their offense to where they go hopefully it's more than three runs <laughs> by the <laughs> we time can, we get there yeah we, we can put anyone in yeah we can put yeah. anyone in the ninth we're, inning maybe we'll by do five. it don't matter Ryan Weber come on up buddy or Oswaldo Cabrera I mean you've played every other position <laughs> why don't we put you in in the ninth inning <laughs> Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, Stacey, we got to get out of here. We got to yeah. get out of here. I know. It's the weekend. <laughs> People have got things to do. And it's the things. last Friday without – well, I mean, they're not playing next Friday. But technically, it's yes. the last Friday that's not the regular season of baseball. Amazing. I it's can't here. Believe... Here we are. I can't believe we're here. It's crazy. All right. Send them off in style, Stacey. All right, so as we already mentioned, next week, it's opening week. Our Ultimate Yankees preview is on the horizon, so make sure to subscribe everywhere. If you're listening, subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're watching us on YouTube, please click the subscribe, subscribe button. Click the like button when you watch our videos. It helps us out a lot. And thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Fantasy Baseball with Matt and Dom as they bring you the best fantasy draft strategies every day. 
Find it wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias, and we'll see you on Monday.